Hello and welcome to Diceless. <laughs> that was such a corny opening. I can't do that. I can't do Hello! that. Hello! <laughs> welcome back, fans! And welcome to Diceless Dungeons! Oh, come on. Okay, let me. The coolest <laughs> podcast ever! Oh, wow! <laughs> but this is Diceless Dungeons. It is. Hello and welcome. Admittedly. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Diceless Dungeons. I'm your host. I'm just a regular guy this time around. I, I can't think of anything better than that. But my name is Simon. And I'm Winnie. And I'm an empty husk. A yeah. shadow of my formal self. All of my childhood dreams have died. <laughs> you don't need to be so honest. But it's funnier when I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we thought we'd talk a little bit about skills. Yeah. Skills in role-playing games, uh, skills in D&D, but we're not staying exclusively <sighs> with D&D. We're talking more about skills as a concept. Uh, yeah, I, I have a fundamental issue anytime that you put a numerical value on something that should be basically entirely story. Do you really need to roll for basket weaving, if you made a character who weaves baskets, can't we as a, as a group agree that you weave baskets with, with you know, a little bit of efficiency? I, I don't... Skills are dumb. <laughs> well, we've had, we, have, we have Winnie's opinion on the record now. Uh, yes, well, skills have problems. Uh, I think if there's one example of a skill, and this is means let's talk about skills in D&D. Skills in D&D would be something like, you know, perception, which could be, which might be split up into spot and search, basket weaving, as you said, sleight of hand, swimming, you know, knowledge, skills, healing, that kind of thing. Basically, things that are outside the realm in D&D of combat abilities, although they can be used in combat, that are like, you know, general skills that your character possesses. What it really comes down to is like a, a completely unfair question for the players. It's like, hey, do you want to take these things that will increase your survivability in a dire situation or do you want to take things that you know add depth to your character like no one is going to take blacksmithing ever because perception is a skill that you can take and like when you compare the two uh making a cool magical hammer versus seeing a sniper in the distance there's really no comparison like like you have to take perception you have to if you don't then you're really you know like like accepting that you're going to get bushwhacked or fall into a trap later yeah there is a problem with skills where there is the usability the the applications in the game especially if you're playing just a regular D, D game i mean like for instance you have like 10 different types of knowledge skills which have the same value. You have to invest as much into a knowledge skill as in, say, spot or perception, if we're talking 4th edition D&D. Uh, 
you know, and then and then you have the problem where some skills are really, really important very infrequently. Like you might have a skill like swim, <laughs> which you never, ever use until you have to have it. And if you don't have it, then you're dead or you're in deep, deep trouble. Oh, There's what's that wizard? Well, you, you, you got base one strength and uh, no swim skill? Oh, oh, that's too bad. Oh, you drown. Yeah, and then it's also unfortunate because skills in the D&D system are based off of attributes. So, uh, so it's, and it really doesn't make any sense to not min-max. So some classes are just basically doomed to be bad, like, like you said, a wizard trying to swim. If you want to be a good wizard... You know, you could put skill points in swim, even though you don't have any bonus from an attribute modifier like strength. But it doesn't make sense to do that, because why wouldn't you min-max in a game? There's And uh, you mentioned perception earlier, which is can, can be divided into spot and search in 3.5 D&D. Which I only ever pretended to uh, understand the difference between the, uh, the two. I think spot is spotting things in the distance and searching is like searching for a magic door. I would just lie and use whichever one was highest. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all, <laughs> considering your general attitude. Uh, <laughs> and downright dishonest nature. Yeah. Um, there is a problem. Uh, another problem with skills that I find is that they are used as story gateways. So what I mean by that is it is necessary for, a, for the party to succeed in a skill for the story to continue. So say the party needs to spot the thief stealing the crown from the head of the king. Let's say a thief is coming in and, and stealing the crown from the head of the king and the party has to see that for the... Uh, story to continue. And, and they all botch. All sub five. <laughs> yeah. And so, the let's say that the, the DM says, everybody roll for perception. Well, the thing is, is why are you even having them roll for perception? Because they have to see the thing that you want them to see for the story to continue, so they might as well just see it rather than having them roll for perception. Because say, if they all fail or if they all get bad rolls, the DM has two options. Either just make it that the person who got the highest roll automatically is the one who succeeds, which is meaningless because the number means nothing, or try to contrive a new scenario like they didn't see it being stolen. So now let's have them roll for a new skill to get the information that they had to already have that they failed the roll for. There's These skills are often used in these essential plot threads like it makes more sense in a dungeon if you're going to try and spot a trap okay that's a pretty like linear you do see it or you don't see a kind of situation and then it's just like and then at that point it's like okay so you put this this part in your dungeon where you have to roll a dice and if they fail they just take damage fuck you and it's like okay just design your encounter that way just open up the encounter with them taking damage uh, another common example of, of what you were talking about would be like, they're in the woods, the enemy gets away, and they're trying to track them. And if they can't track them, oh, ooh, oh well, I hope you didn't have anything invested in that uh, that that NPC getting away, DM, because uh, too bad, they're gone. Or you could just lie and say they, they pass the, the check when they don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
So it might... It might seem as though we aren't that fond of skills, given this initial discussion, and uh, it's actually true. I do not like skills in many different ways. Uh, skills are in the they are they are misused, but I feel like they're misused because they are designed to be misused. There are some, there are a few situations with skills that make a lot of sense. Say in D and D, where one person makes a you know, move silently check. And another person makes a listen check, and those two checks are compared against each other, and their attribute and the modifiers are added, and then the one that gets higher succeeds. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. That 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 that's that 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 is a function in the game, but that's the only time that skills really make sense in the narrative. In my experience, skills are ancillary, throwaway. Let's just make the players feel like they're involved checks yeah. most of the time. Uh, if the DM knows what they're doing, they'll look at the, the character sheets of the players that they have in their game, and they'll make up stuff to ask the players to do along the story. But that, like, never happens. Because why would you put some of the stranger things in, like, like uh, again, basket weaving, my favorite 3.5 skill my absolute favorite why wouldn't everybody not take basket weaving and and you know cast away the adventurer's cloak and pick up the the reed and begin <laughs> weaving <laughs> i i uh i truly don't understand yeah well there's part of this and, and then the other problem with skills is that you know i feel my personal belief is that if a character is good in something they should be good at it. They, if a character is good at climbing, they should just be good at climbing. Uh, and basically, all what skills do is they make you a little bit better. Like they make you, they give you better odds at being good at what you should be good at. But they don't assure that you're going to be good at what you're good at. It's very easy to fail. Uh, Something that you put a whole bunch of points into, especially if a D and a D20 system, you get a natural one. Or if you get a low roll, you get a two. Then your thing that you've designed, because, you know, skills are like, skills are the best chance people have in D&D to really customize their character. Because when it comes down to it, when you're making a, a class, there are only a few routes that you can take to be optimized. You can have, you can be, you know, you can... You can be a wizard, but once you choose the wizard class, there are a few ways you can go. And beyond that, if you don't take one of those ways, you're going to suck, basically. This is, uh, this is a problem like in... There are two viable wizard classes. Wait, depends on which D&D you're talking about. I'm sorry. Are you talking about 4.0? Yes. D&D? In 4.0 D&D, what are the two viable wizards? There's only one. Oh. In four, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Um... Well, four is weird because four is weird. it has it's it's not it has uh, the like weird ability based dailies inst like free move like free actions basically like use as many times as you want use once an encounter use an use a daily. I didn't I don't have much experience with wizards in four Yeah, so I actually don't know about their viability. Wizards suck. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, in 4.0, they can't gate in dragons. Yeah, which is bullshit. They can't use time. <laughs> they can't use magic to take ten turns in a row. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, but the fact remains that skills should be about customizing your character and making... And, when, and that's sort of to an extent what they are, but like... There's nothing that feels much worse than than you get in a position to use your awesome skill, and then your skill fails, and you suck at it. Yep. Um, like the barbarian wants to climb a, a um climb a climb a a wall in the middle of a combat encounter, and he's gonna run up and climb up to the wall and get a point to launch himself off and smash the kobolds beneath him, and he runs up to the wall and gets a two plus ten or whatever, and it's like, that's not high enough to climb the wall. You suck. Yeah. The, your character concept is garbage. You should feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the other thing I discovered about skills. It's that the skill modifier... Now, I'm talking... Okay. I've played in many different groups, and the number of groups that played... The number of groups that specifically played by the letter of the law is in the vast minority. Yeah. I I think I think that I really don't think that the number of groups that actually play directly by the rules are very common. I don't think so either. I mean, you have you have the guys that have been playing for like 30 years, AD&D for 30 years, right? That maybe they play by the letter of the law, but maybe. most groups you know, it's it the the real fun comes in with the homebrew. Yeah, you know, the special exceptions to all the stupid rules that you follow. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a trend that I've seen in skills in pretty much every group for like when a DM asks someone to make a skill roll, that the modifier doesn't matter. What matters is what you get on the die. Yeah, that's usually what it is, which is bullshit, and I hate it. And it's garbage, and you pulled this shit on me so many fucking times, you piece of trash! You fucking piece of trash! I put so many points in athletics, and I was like, hey, Simon, maybe we should quantify what one point of athletics means in, like, kinetic energy I can put out or something. You were like, no, no, it always just mattered what I rolled, didn't it, Simon? Didn't matter that I had plus fucking 25 on the skill. Didn't matter that I took a feat called fucking heroic strength. No, Herculean strength. You piece of shit. You fucking piece of trash. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mildly afraid for my life right now. You should be. <laughs> no, but it's true. But the reason, the reason that I did it that way is because that's how I had seen it done yeah. in multiple groups before I ran my game. No, that's how I'd always seen it done. Too. And and I'd run and I'd played in groups with like, you know, this was when I was younger. I'd played in groups with with a- adults that I assumed that they and that's how they played it. I, and I assumed they knew what they were doing. <laughs> and I sort of learned my DM behavior from them. And uh and yeah, it's really just like I think it's like there's this psychological because so many so many times when you roll skills like as I said there's occasionally these very specific like if you really look into the rules and you look at climb like the in the rule book it has rules for every different quality of wall like you need a 25 roll to climb this kind of wall you need a 30 roll to climb this kind of wall but the amount of times that but <laughs> It w- but because skill rolls are so, like, you, you're rolling skills all the time, you're in the game, the DM usually just makes it up. Yeah. 
and they just make up what the DC is, but usually they don't make up the DC based on the modifier. They just look at what you rolled and if it's something, you know, if it's something that's difficult, like if it's if you're climbing a smooth stone wall and you have a plus 25 modifier to athletics in 4.0. Yeah, but which you, would, uh, uh, just for the record, would be an automatic success. <laughs> which you roll a two. There's this natural inclination to deny the, the player based on the roll. And that's, I mean, this this is prevalent in everything in D&D. This isn't yeah. just skills. It's most obvious in skills, I think. But there's this tendency to deny based on the roll. People just want to play fucking craps and that's really what it comes down to for most groups people don't care about your modifier what they're looking for is a 15 to 20 and unless you roll that there is some kind of doubt as to the success of whatever the fuck you were trying to do you're really pretty on you're actually i think you're right on tack because it really is that 15 mm-hmm. 15 and up that's that's psychological barrier yep for the 15 and up yeah Everybody just assumes you succeed if you roll a 15. Yeah, and I think the reason that it's so bad in skills is because in combat, you're really you're usually against rolling against a single specific number. Yeah. Uh, you're rolling against a single specific number that has no doubt. So when you get a low roll, but your, actu- but your modifiers get over it, then... Yeah, then it uh, it, it really... Then it makes... Then you, there's indisputable that you succeeded. Um... Yeah, I really <sighs> see. I'm trying to think of a solution within the context of a D20 system for skills. Yeah, see, oh, fuck. I'm gonna be quiet. See, try to direct us somewhere else so I stop. Uh, I step off the soapbox. <laughs> yeah. R- RNG is bad, ladies and gentlemen. I, th- I think where Winnie is. I think. What Winnie is so delicately tiptoeing around is uh, is that um, sk- the problem with skills is based in the fundamentals of D&D. And the fundamentals of D&D are based on a chance-based system and uh, using chance to determine how good you are at a skill is inherently flawed because um, because it just it, it, for the reasons i discussed before either either you don't strictly obey the rules of the modifiers because the 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 die rules all or you get a natural one and you just fail i mean it's it's uh it's or you get a 5 and the dm ignores your fucking skill yeah and, and just says oh you got a 5 oh well no nope. yeah. that that one that basket was a 30 that you had to get 30 <laughs> on that one. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, next time maybe, but you can't roll again. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think really trying to pull back from, if you're going to play in a D20 system, um, really trying to pull back from the, uh, adherence to the die is one way to to sort of like get around the the unfair skill checks. Really trying to uh, to make modifiers count like they should, or just or just 
or just ignore, don't roll the die for skills. Just be like, okay, you're a warrior. You bench press your cleric in your free time. You can climb walls really well. You can throw ropes really well. Just have these these kind of things more more ingrained into the storytelling aspect of things instead of stopping the game to roll dice to see if the wizard can climb the wall, which we all know he can't. We all know he can't. His strength is five. <laughs> he can't <laughs> climb the wall. <laughs> We know this. Maybe, you know, okay, we, we just we just take it for granted that the barbarian gets to the top and helps the wizard up. And we don't take, you know, 20 minutes out of the goddamn game to roll d20s until that exact scenario plays out. Yeah. It's particularly bad in D&D because skills are linked to uh, to attributes. So, like, so... Like you said, the wizard cannot climb the wall. You yeah. cannot make a, a, a physically strong wizard. I think there are other systems with more flexibility in that kind of extent where, like, you can have skills that aren't attribute-based that feed into the skills. In D20, in D&D, skills are just a mess. They really are. I can't, you know, I'm sitting here trying to workshop ways to improve them, mm -mm. but they really are just a hot mess in D and D. They really skills were a, a sense were just like a, a source of so much frustration for me as a player, and I didn't know how to handle them as a game master because the system had my hands tied. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the best you can possibly do if you're playing in D and D with skills is. Try to give people opportunities based on the skills, like you said earlier. Try to present opportunities that use the skills that people have lots of points in uh, and present those opportunities often so they feel like their skills aren't useless. Um, don't utterly screw people over for not having an obscure skill. I always hated swimming. I, yeah. Swimming was like my least favorite skill because it's just one of those things that just screws people. When, I mean, uh, so fourth edition kind of helps with just making a general athletics skill, but still, fuck that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I one thing, one of the things I actually really appreciate about what fourth edition did was that it coalesced a whole bunch of the really are really arbitrary, just like super segregated skills of three point five mm -hmm. into more generalized skills, which I think is better. It's still not good. It's not good at all. But it's better. Looking at you, Arcana. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just this uh just sense magic. <laughs> you know? This is the general sense magic skill. Ugh. Or I think or arcane knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Dungeoneering. Tell me, Simon, what does dungeoneering mean? <laughs> I never truly understood what dungeoneering meant. It was not no, it was it was knowledge of monsters. That's dumb. You're dumb. What's <laughs> nature for then? That's also it's knowledge of different <laughs> monsters. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> of, of course. I'm sorry. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was going I was going to be recommending more ways. Oh yes. Uh, I, final thing, yeah, don't be a dick and give people their, their, their skill modifiers that they deserve, even if they roll low. But, uh, what I was going to talk about next, because you brought it up, was knowledge skill checks. Yeah. 
I hate knowledge skill checks. They make no sense. Just make the knowledge that the players have the knowledge that they gain in-game. Like, you are... Okay, you as a DM are sitting down and telling your player who knows nothing about your setting to roll a dice... And then based on that dice, you give him information about your setting. That is the dumbest shit I have ever heard. And an excellent excuse for a massive DM plot, just like lore dump, disconnected. I, I don't know. It's just like, why not make it in like, like if they need to have knowledge about a monster, like have them, you know, if you have to have them have knowledge about a monster, just have like the ranger be like, oh, in your studies of, of the wilds, you, you recognize that monster is this thing and you realize this and this and this about it, right? Like if you didn't pre-establish, if you didn't have them learn about it before they fought it, just have them be like, oh, you have, naturally you are adventurers that learned your craft. So why don't you just, why, so you understand this monster. Knowledge skills are a thing failure of storytelling they they are garbage and you should take them out just just don't allow your players to take those skills if you're playing a classic wizards of the coast D game just 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 incorporate it into the story how would they know things that they don't know <laughs> it's based entirely on dice ah <laughs> Well, I, you know, honestly, I'm thinking we're going to need to have a long discussion about the topic that we've been dancing around here for this entire episode. Mm, dice? Dice. Yeah. Dice because, are wrong. Uh, just a little preview. I have been trying and Winnie has been... I don't know what Winnie's been doing. Winnie has been alluding to uh, to the very fundamental nature of, of D20 systems and dice-based systems in general when skills are involved, that dice are the wrong way to do it. Yep. Dice are fundamentally a flawed way to do storytelling, uh, especially for skills, I would say for most most things, but especially for skills. At least I can see the argument with like, oh, in battle, you miss sometimes and it's random. But, you know, that's a really boring way to do it. One out of 20. <laughs> you know, I, uh, yes, we, we do need to have a long talk about that. Dice, dice are wrong. Yes. And so to sum up, skills have many problems. There's no good solutions for them. Uh, if I had my way, if, it, if everyone took my advice, you would basically, you just have, you'd, you, if you were playing D&D, you'd use the, the attributes and stats for combat, but you'd just have people be good at what they're good at in their skills. And you wouldn't roll for skills yep. is what I would do. You're a blacksmith. You can climb things. You know what magic items are. We're done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and perhaps next time we'll be able to discuss the elephant in the room, which is dice. Thank you very much for, for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.
Thank you to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in the intro and outro of this podcast. You'll find a link to the specific track used in the description. <laughs>